Welcome back. We're joined with the UK Fortuna fan club today. Uh, we're joined with Chris, who actually runs the fan club, and Ollie, one of the members as well. Guys, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Very well. Yeah, not too bad. Thank you, man. How are you doing? I'm, yeah, not too bad. Just chatting off air. I've got my, my drinks with me. My room's like an oven, so not too bad. I'm glad the camera is actually not going out on this because I, I don't look the best at the moment. But Yeah, we get to see your mug, unfortunately, but no one else has to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thankfully. Um, Obviously, last week's episode, as we're recording this now, I did with Derek Ray talking about the, the title race in the Bundesliga. Obviously, unfortunately, this season, Fortuna are down at the foot of the table at the moment. We'll get on to the actual league side of it a little bit later, but I wanted to chat to you. I mean, we've talked actually in person a little bit about how you two got into Fortuna initially. But going to you first, Chris, obviously running the fan club takes a lot of work. How did you initially get into Fortuna and what's that like running the fan club nowadays? Well, yeah, well, the first time that I went was the, at the end of the 2012-13 season, which was the, the first season. Oh, Chris, your mic's a bit quiet. Yeah, it's, it's completely gone, isn't it? Is that better? That's better, yeah, yeah. Give yourself like a couple of seconds pause and I'll cut that bit out. Yeah, so the first time that I went to Düsseldorf and saw Fortuna was the end of the 2012-13 season. Um, it was the first season that they could be back in the, the Bundesliga after a lengthy absence of being relegated all the way down to the, the regional fourth division. Um, and then slowly worked their way back up under Norbert Meyer. Um, it was quite possibly one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. Um, Fortuna were beaten 2-1 by, by Nuremberg and uh, Nuremberg scored all three goals. Um, but the experience was, was, was more than anything I've ever had. Um, watching football over the last 15, 20 years. Um, we sat kind of in the cheap seats so we'd see both sets of the, the ultra supporters and the way that the, the, the atmosphere kind of bounced back between the two fans and the way the Fortuna fans never stopped singing despite being absolutely turgid and, and not really offering anything. Um, I, was, I was hooked, essentially. Um, and then went, went back across the Germany, saw a few more games with other clubs, but I found myself um, gravitating back to Fortuna. Um, Düsseldorf being a, a, I'm from from Newcastle um, is a quite similar kind of city of, of long suffering fans who haven't won anything in in a long time. Um, there's, a, there's a very kind of similarities with the cities of of Newcastle and Düsseldorf in, in kind of former industrial areas that have reinvented themselves as hubs for for the regions. Um, and of course, the the beer that they drink over there is fantastic. Um, so we just kept going back and going back, and I end up on it to you know, you you see the the likes of St. Pauli and Dortmund get a lot of um, airtime on social media, and thought, hang on, these people need to know about uh, about Düsseldorf. There's got to be some other people out there that are, that are into this as well as I am. So, in terms of now running that fan club, we'll come to you in a sec, Ollie. What's that like on like a, a daily basis? Is it a daily job, or is it something that you can sort of get away with doing like one or two days a week? No, it's something that kind of. I work into my routines essentially with, with having a nine to five job. You know, you you get up and I'll check the, the kind of the the news on the way into work and and tweet out anything that's been happening. Kind of when it gets into transfer kind of time and and things like that. But the the, the majority of it is is centered around the games and and the live kind of tweeting of the games, which I catch whenever I can. Um, mixing with with family life and and other things you do at the weekend, still a season ticket holder at Newcastle. So sometimes I'll I'll take a decision to to sit much Fortuna. Sometimes I'll go up to um, 
to watch Newcastle and, and that's where, where Ollie and, and a couple of the other guys come in really handy. They'll, they'll kind of step in when, when I'm not around and they've, they've been a big help. And, and obviously Ollie's there to, to really be on hand for any, any of those requests we got on tickets as well. Resident ticket expert over here. I was just going to come to you about that. I think that's still actually in the the, the bio, isn't it, on Twitter? As uh... it certainly is. Nobody listens to it, but uh... even uh, even January, February, I was still getting messages, people asking me for tickets, asking me the best way around it. And the, the real truth is, I don't really have a clue. Martin and Chris are my main sources of tickets. I don't have a clue. <laughs> So how did you get into Fortuna then, Ollie? Was it similar to Chris's sort of going over to a game or how did that come about? Yeah, but I guess the difference is that Ipswich and Fortuna have had a sort of unofficial fan friendship for the last, I want to say like 15, 16 years. There's been, you know, at least 100 of them or so coming over every January to come and watch us at Portman Road. And everyone always loved them, the friendship that was made, all the bonds and things like that. And then they finally agreed, the two clubs in 2015, said, right, let's have a friendly in Dusseldorf. And we thought, oh, it's just going to be like a small game. Won't be that many people. I think it was about 700 town fans went over. And we played in the Paulianas Stadium, which is their, you know, their second smaller ground. And it was packed out. And they threw a real party for us. We had a party afterwards. It was complete with that, a swimming pool and a mock Hawaiian beach, inflatables. It was, it was one of the best nights and the funniest nights of my life. And at that point... You know, we always said if you had a German club, we were Dusseldorf fans. But we'd never been, we didn't know anything about the club. And I think from that day on, you know, just uh, thousands of Ipswich supporters were just hooked because the, the, the stories were told to everyone else. And now all over the town, we've got, you know, stickers put up everywhere. A few pubs have got flags in the windows and things. It's great. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, so my, my introduction was a little bit, after your two, uh, I know we were chatting off there. I don't think I've ever sort of gone in too much of it. Obviously, I don't think it's much of a secret that I do follow Dortmund as well. I got into Dortmund in the the Champions League run that they had when they got beat by Bayern in the final, which, similar to Preston, seems to be the way I fall in love with teams is the team that does get beat in the final. The first Preston game I ever saw was was getting beat in the playoff final by West Ham. Followed them from there. Don't know why. Same with uh, with Dortmund, got beat by Bayern Munich. I'd seen them in the Malaga game just beforehand, where they got to the final with two goals and added time, and just sort of that was a fantastic there. game of football. That like, yeah. yeah. So I'd always had sort of a liking of German football, and then from there it sort of took off. But the the Fortuna one, I was looking. I'd never been to Germany or to a German football game, and I thought, right, I'm tired of waiting for mates, anyone to commit to come with me. Going to go on my own and, and make a like a long weekend of it. So I'd put to go to Dortmund against Mainz, which turned out to be Weidenfeller's last game. But in the, I think it was the February time, I had booked to fly into Dusseldorf rather than Dortmund just because of how much cheaper it was. The, the nightlife there seemed a lot better. So I thought somewhere actually nice to go out. And the weekend I was looking at booking it, I think, Fortuna had Jan Regensburg away. I think it was the Jan Regensburg game, and it was on either BT Sport or I saw a stream of it on Twitter. Watched the game, and I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to Dusseldorf. I'll, I'll watch this game. Ended up, I can't remember what the score was. I'd have to go back and check, but I remember there was at least sort of five, six, seven goals, and it was a really high-scoring game. I think Jan Regensburg came out on the winning end, which similarly to... Is Dortmund that the game that we went 3-0 up? It might have been four three without going back and checking. Around sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> the late February time. So 
I thought obviously Dusseldorf, but I'll, I'll sort of follow these for this game. And then as time got sort of closer to actually going to the, the Dortmund game and flying over and staying in Dusseldorf, Fortuna were sort of on the cusp of promotion. So I thought, oh, it'd be great to, to go to the game if possible while I'm over there to play on different days. I could take two games in in one weekend and then ended up bumping into you on Twitter, Chris, actually. Followed you. I think you had a spare ticket. Weird not to go to Wally at this point for tickets, but uh, yeah. <laughs> ended up meeting up with you in the old start and then and then went from there. I think we'll sort of go on to the actual day of it when sort of I met you two. Um, quite a wild day. I was horrifically sunburnt from the Dortmund game the day before, which was just ridiculously hot and been sort of quite a, a pasty sort of skin complexion wasn't the best didn't take any sun cream so I remember sitting there having that first beer after meeting you lot not knowing anyone and heads absolutely pounding sort of probably sunstroke and uh yeah after that first beer went down it was uh quite a messy day in the end I think you showed me a video yesterday Ollie of uh us in a nightclub or in one of the bars after where I'm yeah this was this was last there. year though this was, oh, was that I, I didn't actually meet you guys until last year, did I? It was um, oh, you didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was well, the yeah, Dortmund crazy. away trip, which really was a messy one. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that that day, then the Kiel game, which was the the promotion game, obviously fans on the pitch at the end of it. I saw a photo actually of you, Chris, the other day, where you stood on the pitch in front of the nets with a bit of turf that you'd managed to get. Have you still got that? Yes, I managed to hack. No, it 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 managed to to get back in my my hand luggage back. But um, I never ever got around to kind of planning it in the garden, and then just kind of withered away. But um, but yeah, that was that was fantastic that game. It was uh, a, a kind of a late kind of um, decision for me to book up, and I had a, an absolutely terrible time getting getting to Dusseldorf that weekend. So um, it certainly made up for um, for the the awful journey there. To, uh, to although we didn't win, um, we ended up winning the title the, the weekend after. But um, to kind of get that promotion clinched and, and be on the pitch was was fantastic. Yeah, I remember I was stood sort of in the end where the ultras are behind the goal, and it was the Dortmund game the day before. I'd been sort of up in the seat, so sat down. That was the first sort of German game I'd been to where I was standing. Obviously, been out drinking with you lot since I think we started very early, probably sort of nine ten o'clock. Might have been about half ten eleven by the time I'd surfaced. And trying to keep your balance on the almost the metal stairs, especially when everyone's flooding towards the pitch and there's beer all over the floor, uh, certainly sobered me up quite a lot. Um, so obviously, yeah, that was the Kiel game where me and you met each other. Oli, you mentioned the, the year after, which was actually Dortmund versus Fortuna, one of the most entertaining games of football I've actually been to in Germany. Yeah. Incredible. Um, really good day. Um, obviously, we bumped into you. There was probably about sort of, 30 or 40 of us uh, beforehand. I'll put the photo of us all with the flag actually on Twitter. What was that day like for you, Ollie, going to Dortmund? Had you been to Dortmund before that? Yeah, I mean, I sort of half lived outside of, of Dortmund for a while, actually, for about a year and a half. I spent half my time in the UK, half my time over there, almost, you know, two, maybe one or two weekends a month over there. Um, it's uh, not necessarily my favourite part of Germany. I'm definitely more of a Dusseldorf man, but it was nice to go back for a trip down memory lane go to a few of the pubs we liked I think we we got into the ground maybe a couple of minutes before kickoff because we had just missed you guys I think and we couldn't even get a, a seat or any space in the standing area so we were right in the tunnel 
And at one point there was uh, like the grates next to the uh, next to the home fans sort of climbed up one of those to get a view. At one point I had a pint thrown on me, so I had to climb back down. <laughs> but it was a fantastic. It was a fantastic game of football. You know, the whole 90 minutes was end to end. Thought we were going to clinch the draw in the last minute as well. But yeah, that was a fantastic day out. Yeah, the, the away ends in Germany, I obviously go to a hell of a lot of Preston games and the away ends are just completely different in Germany. I went to, obviously, you two managed to sort me and my mates out for the, the Leverkusen away game in January and that was some experience going there. We we got into the ground and I knew not to take, obviously, any bags or anything with me, but I didn't realise that you weren't allowed portable phone charges. So we had to deposit those at a little sort of booth outside. So me and one of my mates had gone to that. We got inside and two of my mates who are Man United and Man City fans don't go to the away games, go to the home games, had completely changed sort of how their facial expressions were. So I walked over and I was like, what's up? And they, they'd obviously been spotted as day trippers, uh, had sort of none of the colours on. And uh, I think they said that one of the ultras or someone had come up to them and spotted them and said, right, stay at the back, don't come down into the front. So... For the whole 90 minutes, I don't think them two said a word. I absolutely loved it. Um, been a sort of massive German football fan. And my other mate who was with me absolutely loved it as well. But these two, just absolutely terrified at the back. Couldn't believe how packed in it was. People smoking in the stands. But I just love that sort of aspect of German football. Um, it's sort of what made me sort of fall in love with it. Moving oh, to yeah. the actual league side of it then. Obviously, Fortuna are in the relegation playoff spot at the moment. As we're recording this, the league resumes next weekend on the 16th. Looking at the fixtures, Paderborn at home and then uh, Cologne away and then Schalke at home. So some very tasty games in there. Are you confident you two have making up that ground on Mainz? I believe it's three or four points at the moment. Obviously, Mainz weren't in the best run of form before the break. But with how much time has elapsed since, I think form is irrelevant. Are you confident with the, the squad that Fortuna have got that you can sort of pull clear off that relegation playoff spot and, you know, avoid any sort of danger of relegation? It's really, really hard to tell. Um, you, you just don't know how how each team is going to hit the ground running. And um, obviously that the change of manager that we had in, in, in the winter, bringing in Uwe Rose there, it, it certainly... It, Although it didn't really yield a massive increase in, in points, there was a, a few unfortunate draws, the, the performances have massively improved. So um, if we can carry that through, then we'll pick up points. Whether or not we'll pick up enough points to, to catch up to Mainz and, and Augsburg are a point ahead oh, remains to be seen. But we'll, I think they'll certainly be, uh, be pushing for it, certainly. Yeah, what about you, Ollie? Are you sort of echoing the same sentiment as Chris there or are you a bit more yeah I mean get it clear? I, yeah when Uwe came in I think we we saw some changes straight away or at least from from uh, my point of view I mean last season I loved us we were almost playing in a same sort of way as Leicester were and they won the league with that counter-attacking football it was incredible the second they got the ball chuck the players up there and at the start of the season we were sort of missing out on that a bit I, I don't know what the what the change in tactics were or anything like that. But then with Uwe, I went to go and see us playing the cup away at Kaiserslautern. And we started seeing that again. And I mean, we went 2-1 down. We ended up, oh, I think it was 5-2 uh, we won in the end, something like that. And that was incredible. And at that point, I thought, you know what? Bring it on in terms of the league. I think there's a real chance that if we play that this again and we keep hitting these teams hard, 
there's a real chance we can do it. I think we've just about got the squad. I mean, we're far, far from perfect. Far, uh, far from got the best squad around that point of the table. But um, I think there's a chance. But um, I guess now, like you say, form sort of goes out the window with the current situation. Then the derby against Cologne is going to be interesting. There'll be no fans in the stadium. What's that going to do? Who knows? I mean, I'd, obviously, I'd love to see us uh, do one on them, but. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to be a really interesting run of games. Who knows? It might not even last that long. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so sort of moving on then to next season, if obviously Fortuna are to stay in the Bundesliga, are there areas of the squad that you can see sort of looking at it at the moment that you would like improving? Obviously, the likes of Eric Tommy came in last summer, done well when he's played. Are there any other areas that, that you think need strengthening in particular? Um. I'm not too sure. Maybe uh, on the wings a little bit. Sometimes I see players like a Doma and I think, oh, they look, they look fantastic. Van Poma, sorry. And I think, oh, they look fantastic. And then they sort of just, they're on and off, on and off. And I think Fortuna have so many players like that who on their day are absolutely fantastic players. But then they just sort of dip and there's games where you really need them to step up to the plate and they just don't necessarily make it. But I don't know, maybe Chris has got uh, some areas, I don't know. Well, I, I think the, the real difficulty for, for Fortuna with the stay up is, is just continuing a team because we, we rely so much on, on free transfers and loan players that um, it's really hard to kind of get any continuity. And we obviously saw that last season with losing Raman and Lukibakio, which really hamstrung, I think, I think personally, hamstrung the tactics for this season has, has caused us to, to not be safe by now because we weren't able to replace those with with, such, with as good players as they were. Um, obviously, we're going to lose Tommy probably back on from his loan at Stuttgart. We're going to lose Stuger, who's not signing a new contract. Um, there's all sorts of other players on, on loan. And the, the, the difficulty with the Bundesliga, with the way the TV money is, is shared, is to get a bigger slice of the pie, you need to be consistently in the league. So we need to be probably a Bundesliga team for another two seasons before we can really push on and make some good permanent signings. So it, it's a really, really tough task for um, for the new sporting director, Uwe Klein, to um, to rebuild the squad again after um, he, he takes up the reins at the end of the season. Um, if we can do that, if we can manage to stay up, fantastic. It's going to be another two hard seasons before we can really start to spend some money and, and, and push for, for mid-table security, really. Yeah, I think, obviously, you mentioned there about being able to bring players in. I think the one thing that Fortuna do have going this season is the fact that Bremen and Paderborn just are that bad. Uh, in terms Absolutely. Of, yeah. yeah, I think I think you're in no danger of, of going down automatic. And I think without seeing the actual statistics of it, that relegation playoff, even though it seems to be you'd favour the team in form winning week in, week out in the, the second division to you know carry on that winning run more often than not the team who are in the Bundesliga managed to to stay up. But I think, yeah, as you said, those loan signings are obviously hard to replace. Preston have been in a similar situation the last few years, don't have the, the luxury of the, the finances of teams in the division. Similar to, I think, Ipswich last season, Ollie, you've got quite a lot of players on loan, if I remember, not to bring up your relegation. Yeah, well, thanks for bringing that one up. I've almost forgotten about it, but yeah. you know, we're still there. Uh, but yeah, teams sort of in similar situations where it is hard to compete, and I think sort of 
what I saw in that Leverkusen game for the first 60 minutes or so, absolutely matched Leverkusen. And it wasn't until that strength and depth off the bench came for Leverkusen that the game really changed. So I think in terms of yeah. sort of the next yeah. few games, I think, you know, they'd be looking... The Paderborn game, especially, that is a must-win. Um, obviously, first game back without like a little bit of a preseason beforehand, you know that'll be hard to call. But I'd still fancy Fortuna to to get the win then. And obviously, the derby, the derby match against Cologne is you know away at Cologne, but especially without fans in the stadium, you know that uh, that's impossible to call. Dortmund have got Schalke yeah. next weekend, and every time Schalke seems to play at Dortmund, they come up with. Just an unexpected result, like the 4-4 the other year. So I'm pretty worried for that one. Um, but yeah, I think Fortuna should be safe. Probably, I, I still think they will catch Mainz. I think Mainz just haven't been particularly good this season. And they've been on sort of a downward spiral, really, uh, for the last sort of 18 months or so. So I think there is room for optimism there. Um, and yeah, Fortuna should stay in the Bundesliga, sort of in my opinion. Before we sort of wrap up this episode, we're sort of coming to the the end. Obviously, that meetup that we had planned for this year, obviously cancelled due to the current situation. Uh, absolutely gutted. It was, I think, only two weeks away, um, sort of when the lockdown measures got sort of announced. Um, yeah. When are you, obviously, uh, as soon as lockdown and, and travel's sort of back up and running, are you sort of hoping to hop over straight away or have you got sort of a, a potential date in mind? Well, the uh, the pubs are due to open on Monday, aren't they? So, uh, have, have you had a look at the Sky Scanner then? Yeah, well, I was actually doing it a couple of days ago trying to see because I don't live too far away from Stansted and thought, well, I can grab a flight over to Cologne or Dortmund like I normally do and it's only a 45-minute or so train hop over to Dusseldorf. And there's there's a few flights, but most aren't until late May. And I, you know, I could fly to Hamburg or Berlin now, but it's uh, getting getting across. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. Is it necessarily worth it at the minute? That's that's the question. I would love nothing more than to have a glass of Alpio in my hands. Oh, especially now while the weather's nice as well. Sat on the uh, the bank of the Rhine. Yeah, exactly. Maybe mix it up a bit. Have some uh, have some Met. You know, have some <laughs> of the finest things in life. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But I mean, I, I would love to go straight back over, but I guess it's the case really that we just need to hold out and just think when, when is it safe? When is this, you know, when is it the right time to do something like that? Definitely. I guess, yeah. Yeah. I think probably if we can get fans in at the beginning of next season, um, I think we could do kind of a late summer um, meet up, provided the British Airways give me my money back um, <laughs> by then. Yeah. I, uh, I certainly dragging my heels with that at the minute. Um but um, yeah, I'd, I'd plan to kind of make a, a trip over in November and then um, potentially February again. But it's just seeing how things pan out and, and when when we're going to be there back in that stadium. Doesn't matter what league we're in, I'll still be going. Definitely, yeah. And finally, before we wrap up, Chris, obviously you run the socials. Where can people catch uh, the the Fortuna fan club on Twitter and such if they do want to sort of check it out after listening to this episode? Yeah, we're on um, we're on Twitter and Facebook at, at UK Fortuna, and then our Instagram page as well, which I, if memory serves me is at UK Fortuna underscore. Um, we're on there, active on on those three platforms. Definitely, and we've got some sticker albums on the way as well. So the more people who are collecting those stickers and uh, 
can swap with us to, to complete the books if we haven't ordered enough stickers already. Uh, I know we, we have. Got I've got them bagged up here and I'll be at the post office tomorrow getting them out to you guys. Um, it's going to be the, the longest game of Got Got Need ever if we're sort of posting them Royal Mail backwards. And <laughs> yeah. so it, it gives me something to do over the next few weeks. Um, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, hopefully it's not too much longer until we're all back over there as well. Um, I know me and Ollie are missing our nights out in uh, in Dusseldorf. From what I can remember <laughs> of seeing your videos, I have no memory, as I said, of, of that sticker at all. Uh, until you sent it, until you sent it to me, I think yesterday. So uh, yeah, I can't wait for plenty more of them. I have uh, far worse. If you want some uh, bad memories, I will. Uh... Oh, you'll have to send me them. Yeah, off camera. <laughs> get them. Any, anything you say now, I'll I'll sure, absolutely get them. Shit out. Live. <laughs> Perfect. Cheers for joining me today, guys. Uh, cheers, hey, guys. Thanks for having us on.